I'm Pastor Joseph Clark, and welcome to JC and Me, a four-minute devotion. You know, I've had some really great bosses over the years. I have also had some pretty poor bosses over the years. Two of the really good ones once told me something that really stuck with me. First, you can't go wrong doing the right thing, and you can't go right doing the wrong thing. Secondly, doing the right thing is always hard. Doing the wrong thing is always too easy. It got me thinking that as disciples in Christ, we are called to glorify God, and as human beings, it is the reason we were created. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20, Peter writes, But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. We glorify God in different ways, right? Some of the ways that glorify him are headlining. You know, they make headlines. They're loud, such as ministry and missions, evangelism, uh, charity, and, and through public testimony and public acts of Christian love and hope. We do glorify God through these things, and they feel edifying, and they bring attention to the kingdom or to us as who we become in Christ. However, much of glorifying God is not in the things that make headlines within our church or our kingdom, but in glorifying God in a personal level, resisting temptation, in not doing bad things, and in doing the right thing when it is really hard or comes at a personal cost. There are times in life when we need to get results. We want or need to see something very specific or in particular happen a certain way. And if we go about it the right way, we won't get those results. But if we go about it in a questionable or dishonest or sneaky way, we will get the results that we're seeking. We glorify God if we do the right thing and fail as opposed to doing the wrong thing and succeeding. In Romans chapter 12, verse 21, Paul writes, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 17, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And in James chapter 4, verse 17, the Holy Spirit instructs us in the word, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Now this is a very challenging thing for those of us who do not like to not be in control. Don't get me wrong. There are many times in life when doing the right thing does get the results that we want. I'm talking about those moments when we must discipline ourselves not to give in to impulses or judgment calls that are tempting because they'll get us the results we seek, but the process or road to get those results runs contrary to the Christian walk and will fall short of God's will. In the New Testament, 1 Peter's letter written to persecuted Gentile Christians reminds us all that we are chosen and that our hope is in Jesus. It reminds us to have confidence in the assurance that we have already won and that we are his and we are saved in him. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 39, Jesus teaches, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. I have to confess, recently I was dealing with a challenge in which if I did it Christ's way, I most likely would not get the results that I wanted. And if I did it in a sneaky way, nobody, only God, would be the wiser 
and I would guarantee that I would get the results that I was seeking. Nobody would get hurt. No law would be broken. Nobody would be the wiser. But I knew that it would be wrong, and it would get me the results that I desired. The results were righteous, but the path to get to them would be sneaky and would have to remain hidden. If anybody found out about it, it would bring shame. I resisted, and I went about it the way that was pleasing to God. After that, the outcome did not matter. I glorified God in not doing the wrong thing. You know, in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3, it is written, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And this applies to even the smallest things. At times, we can make major sacrifices for the kingdom with our time and our charity, and yet our behavior towards our brothers and sisters can be quite horrible. You know, it kind of reminds me of a a comedy bit by Christian comedian John Christ, where he describes Christians who are listening to contemporary Christian hymns in their car and then road raging when they're cut off by another driver. You know, when the checkout staff at a grocery store or the drive-through staff at the fast food restaurant or the customer service person at the call center are unhelpful, uncaring, or rude, we glorify God by resisting the urge to be rude back. Now, I'm not talking about being assertive or even rebuking those in situations we're requiring it. Of course, we have to advocate at times. And there are instances where this is required. But I'm talking about doing it in a way pleasing to Christ and exemplifying Christ in you. Just think of the countless opportunities each day to tell God how much we love him by glorifying him through self-restraint, tolerance, mercy, and love, especially when we are not feeling these things. The ends do not justify the means. Our Christian walk determines the means. Our pride and temperament do not justify the means. Christ in us determines the means. I'm talking about allowing the Holy Spirit to shine within us, and if not now, when? What an opportunity to glorify God by being Christ-like to anyone, no matter how they behave, or to stop any gateway habits that lead to sin. Matthew 26 verse 41 reminds us, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Many identify through volunteering and other beautiful acts and yet mistakenly think of resisting sin or being tolerant or doing the right thing at a personal cost, such as not retaliating in a conflict, as some form of taking out the Christian garbage. It is all for the glory of God that we walk with Christ, no matter how big or small it may seem. I'd like to wrap up with 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Our closing prayer today includes components of Psalms and a prayer from Pastor Robert Schuller. Please pray for me, as I will for you. Heavenly Father, we pray that the word of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our strength and redeemer. We will let no one and nothing deter, detour, depress, or defeat us in our moment-to-moment opportunities to glorify you. May your spirit continually rise within us, making us ever determined to faithfully keep the beautiful promises we have made. We will be faithful. We will be reliable. In the most holy name above all names, the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I'm Pastor Joseph Clark, and thanks so much for listening to this short devotion on JC and Me.